recorded live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this July 9th, 2015 edition of the Everything is Energy show, or episode 489, if you're counting. This is your host, Judy Greeno, here, as always, to talk about the AIM program of energetic balancing with its developer, Stephen Lewis. Stephen is also the co-author of Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of work in history that preceded the launch of the AIM program, and we encourage everyone Please do enjoy this novel way more than once. You can also share the two epilogues in the book um, and the prologue, and that may be enough to nudge somebody to learn more about what we do here. That was all written after the AIM program was launched, and the book is available in five languages, and there's many, many other resources and ways to introduce people to this incredible self-healing technology on your facilitator's, facilitator's website or you can always go to aimprogram.com. As we begin, we want to remind our listeners that AIM Energetic Balancing is not medicine or what we tend to think of as traditional health care, and it does not diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. EMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you. AIM assists you in doing so 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the predispositions or potentials for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. Once healed from your consciousness, hereditary imbalances are gone for good, don't return, and cannot be passed on to offspring. Hence the phrase, become the first in the history of your family with no family history. Just as every individual is unique, remember that every AIM participant's healing experience is unique to them. When discussing energetic imbalances that have names that are the same as or that are similar to the names of diseases, please remember, too, that we work with and are talking about energetic imbalances only, not about actual diseases. The same is true when Stephen discusses what a given new hereditary frequency is similar to. He's referring to a frequency or frequencies a newly discovered imbalance is found to be similar to. He's not stating that it is that actual disease. And lastly, as we do not perform physical tests of any kind, we cannot and do not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Well, it's good to be back in the saddle after a couple weeks away. (laughs) Good morning, Stephen. We had a vacation. How was your vacation? It It was amazing. Thank you. I'd forgotten. It's funny how I'm so used to the dry air, which my hair loves in Las Vegas, um, but I, I lived on and off probably a, a total of 20 years. I lived in Florida, and I was in northern Florida uh, visiting stepkids and even my ex, and I'd forgotten what humidity feels like. <laughs> Let's just say my, my, skin, my skin was absolutely in heaven. Um, I didn't need as many eye drops because I have dry eyes, but I didn't need as many eye drops. My hair was a different story. We, we've talked about Eileen and the humidity in Santa Monica. Well, try Pensacola Beach. <laughs> but but I had a, a, a wonderful time. Um, I'd forgotten the joy, the joy of flying these days because I hadn't been on a plane in quite a number of years, and I had to fly through Dallas. But it was, um, it was a great trip. Thank you. I was there for, what, five days? I left Friday, and I came back Tuesday. So it was a, it was a good time. Well, great. Glad you had a good time, and we uh, were here slugging away. Uh, <laughs> just to warn everybody, I've gotten some notices that where I am, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, and there are fires here. Mm. So we got notices saying that we may lose phone service this morning. We may lose power this morning. 
And so, consequently, I have Roberta standing in the wings, ready just in case this happens. Because if it happens or not, it's outside of my control. Not much I can do. So, anyway, not a big deal. But you know what? Let's get the factual stuff started with right away. Okay. Without, you know, as opposed to my stuff, which is... <laughs> what do you call it? No, I have... Gibberish. <laughs> no, not at all. all right. Well, so we had our, yeah, our last call was uh, for people to to bring you up to date. Our last call was what June twenty fifth. So we've got uh, there were eight newly revealed frequencies that I was aware of, and Stephen found another one this morning. So uh, we're going to start with the two that were added to the main aim trays on June twenty ninth, and then there are one, two, three that were added on July first. Three added the seventh, which was. Tuesday, and then Stephen's got another one. So we got nine to go over. Right. And you know what? As we start with, uh, when I start with one, just jump in and say this was, uh, this went on uh, the AIM program and what date it was. Okay. Okay. It'll keep me from going from one book to another to another. Okay. Perfect. All right. So that, with that, we begin with 8644. That went on June 29th. And that is Riquetio as our most. And I know about this one well. Uh, I think it's amazing. Anything that's streptomatic, propioni, uh, I seem to have. I haven't missed one yet, which is bizarre. For a little while, Roberta had a bunch of them, and she's finished. I'm not. I'll probably be the last one, you know, <laughs> to know. Hey, okay? Mm-hmm. So... That being said, it's most similar to Streptomaticus probioni. Um, also, tularemia. Tularemia is urinary frequency, urinary urgency. You've all heard about it, but I should say it again. And last and definitely not least, this 8644 is similar to polio. Uh, polio, I see more and more and more. And I think it's just a question of polio. It's a common, common phenomenon. It's well, it's not polio. Remember, this is similar to polio. Mm-hmm. Um, but this set of symptoms, the cramping in the calves and, and, and in the thighs and the feet, and everything that stops you from being able to walk well, and in the back, and it can be higher than, it can be in the lung also, but usually... It's in the lower extremity, including the low back. is is, is so common in old people, mm-hmm. and here it is. Now again, I've seen plenty of active polio, but I've seen a lot more of stuff that's like polio. When you're experiencing this stuff, it's all the same to you. Right. I mean, at some level, someone may. You know, that's, we're talking about the frequency now, which is somewhat different than the disease. But even if it were the same, someone may classically say, this is this is a virus, this is polio, this is that. Uh, but what we have here are so many things that are similar to it, but not it. I mean, this one, we begin with saying it's rickettsial. Polio is a virus but it's similar to polio. So that's 8644, 
Drep rheumaticus propioni, tularemia, and polio. Uh, it is long gone. Okay. I went on what date? The 29th, you said? 29th, uh-huh. Well, after that, we go to 8654. And what was the date for that one, Judy? June, t- June 29th. June 29th also? Well, that's gone also. And 8654 uh, is, first of all, similar to a fungus. Um, one, two, four. Do you have a note of what fungus that is? Um, Paracoxidiomycosis? Oh, okay. Paracoxidiomycosis. And that means that primarily 8654 is in the sinuses and respiratory, and it's in the uh, oral mucosa. It's in the skin also. But paracoxidomycosis is almost automatically sinus trouble. It just happens so commonly. So this is a, f- a fungus frequency, Stephen? 8654 right. is a fungal frequency, okay. and it is most similar to a fungus, right. which okay. means that this here, 8654, is going to be a fungus causing sinus problems, mm, okay. congestion, um, and all the attendant problems that come with that, like you know a lot of sinus headaches, mm. which are very, very, very common. Um, and when your sinuses are, are, are congested, it puts pressure on everything around you. So your eyes kind of hurt. And uh, just, just all around there, and you're, you're stuffed up. Yeah. You know? And you're kind of funny. Um, so that's 8654. That's got a couple other components, doesn't it? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it has... After the fungal thing, it's Borrelia and Serena, which is in the skin, always. And last and never least is Mycobacterium ulcerans, uh, which is TB, respiratory. So this one was all over the place. Uh, the best thing we can say about it, or any imbalance, is it was, because mm-hmm. it ain't there now. It's gone. The 29th is 10 days ago. Yep. It is gone. So, moving right along, we go to 8664. Now we're up to it, July 1st. And that's July 1st. Well, that's a prion. And not common. Prions are interesting because there are only two known prions medically. One is mad cow disease, and the other is a variant of mad cow disease. Um, and uh, well, there's three because the variant is Creutzfeldt Jakob, but the one that's not similar to mad cow is called Kuru. But we don't see much Kuru around because you got to eat raw human brains mm. to get it. It was a very common thing among the cannibals. Mm-hmm. around New Guinea. But I don't think they eat brains much anymore there either. Okay? They go through the dances and rituals, but they don't 
they made some dietary changes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, Stephen, uh, regarding prions, um, most most of the hereditary frequencies over the last however many years have been in the rickettsial category. But as I recall, you just said there's two two prions known medically, but you've got you've you've found like hundreds of prion frequencies. Yeah, it's sad because um, research physicians have stated they they don't know how many prions there are. I suspect there are many, 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 many. Mm. But they have a problem finding them. Oh, okay. Now, energetically, there is no problem. Mm. Okay. Because they have a very distinct footprint energetically. To go and look at the little suckers crawling around with a microscope, that's tougher. Much, much tougher. But anyway, that was 86... Um, 8664. 64. And that's the prion. So, what's it like? Well, it's respiratory to a big extent because it's most similar to mycobacterium ulcerans. Um, it gets a little bit odd with the next imbalance because that's TWI, which is trypanematosis, which is non venereal syphilis, which is a contradiction, but non venereal syphilis and Western equine encephalitis. Um, so it's a spirochete, just like syphilis or T. pallidum, just like syphilis, uh, but it's not venereal. Um, it'd be interesting to note the incidence of people with trepanematosis and who also have or don't have uh, the frequency of hereditary syphilis. Uh, someday it's something we'll take a look at uh, and get a better understanding of it. But as it is now, so ulcerans, twee, and last and never least, polio. And uh, it, too, is history. Because that was, what, on the 1st? That was July 1st, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Okay, what was July 1st? It was a Wednesday. Yep. Okay, then it is on and gone. And now we're moving right along. After 8664, we have 8615. Also added on July 1st. And that is more the normal format. That was on the 1st. Mm -hmm. That is Rickettsial. Okay. And... Uh, but it's got kind of the same cast of characters for the most part. It is most similar to tularemia. Tularemia, urinary frequency, urgency, back stiffness. If you look at an acupuncture chart, the bladder meridian runs up and down the back and the back of the legs. and uh, It makes you just stiff as a board. And I see more and more of this as a hereditary thing. And being stiff and inflexible is almost a benchmark of geriatrics, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, absolutely. So, that's 86.15. It is similar to tularemia. Also similar to syphilis of the joints. Syphilis of the joints, well, it's, it's a very common type of syphilis, but it's 
It can be almost anywhere, but it's more, almost always in the lower extremity. It would be in the knees. It would be in the feet. It would be in the hip joints. It would be in the low back. Now, it can be anywhere, but that's where it usually is. And with civils of the joints, when it's in the feet, it affects the nerve supply to the feet. Mm. And so you can't feel your feet. And you get a characteristic gait known as tabes dorsalis, mm. where people with hereditary syphilis, or third stage syphilis, it's in the nerves going to the feet. Um, when they walk, they flap their feet down real hard in the ground. Oh, okay. So they can tell where the hell they are because they can't feel their feet. Mm. Okay. But they can hear the sound. Um, so anyway, that was tularemia, syphilis of the joints, and last is good old-fashioned mycobacterium ulcerans. Um, well, that's popping up a lot. Not that that's anything new. It's been popping up a lot for a long well, time. Well, it's, it's because old people get respiratory problems. You know, mm-hmm. they go to the hospital for a hangnail. They get secondary pneumonia. Yeah. That's because they have this weakness in their mm-hmm. lungs. This is the most common weakness. And this is the most common weakness that's... Uh, secondary weakness with cystic fibrosis also. Right. And that's what I find. So, that being said, and that was on the first, mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, that was Wednesday, all right, then it should be gone. It should be gone. Which would bring us to 86.25. When was that, Judy? That was added also on the first. All right, the first being Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's for Cancio. And it's got the same cast of characters. It's most similar to tularemia, urinary frequency and urgency. Also, syphilis of... Oh, oh I'm wrong. Yeah, okay. It's just wait <laughs> up. It is most similar to... That's not tularemia, that's thalassemia. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it is for Cancio. But thalassemia is a um, circulatory disease. Right. And as such, it causes, you know, hemorrhaging, um, all kinds of circulatory problems, and it's probably the most common imbalance associated with strokes. Oh, okay. A uh, stroke is... is circulatory. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's that. It's also similar to, and this is, I've only found this in one person, by the way. Oh, okay. And it is now gone. What was the date of that? July 1st. July 1st. It's gone now. And the second thing in there, after the thalassemia, was amoeba, amoeba thalamuthia mandrillaris. Very, 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 very severe um, imbalance uh, usually results when it's acquired, usually results in the demise of the host. Um, but obviously, 
Well, this remember this was similar to that. It wasn't right, it. but uh, in, well, it, that, that's in the brain and in the intestines. Stress rates digestive, but it's in the brain also. Mm, okay. And last, and not least, as I always say, is this imbalance eighty six twenty five is similar to Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Rocky Mountain is in the lungs, it's in the kidneys, it's in the liver, and it sure as hell is in the skin, because that's where you get spots. Okay? Mm-hmm. There we are, one more, another day, another disease. Which brings us to 86.35. When back go on, Judy? The next three went on July 7th, which was Tuesday. Tuesday. Because the office was closed on Monday the 6th, so these next three went on the 7th. This was found on July 3rd, which is a Friday, Mm -hmm. Okay, but didn't go on until Tuesday because the office was closed, as you said, until the 7th. So what is 8635 like? Well, first of all, and now we are talking about something that went on uh, on Tuesday. Today is Thursday. These things are still present, whoever has them. Right. Right? So Mm -hmm. first of all, it's similar to MS. And I assume this is Rickettsial? It is not Rickettsial. Oh, 8635. You have Rickettsia there? Um, I actually don't have a category. It's viral. Oh, okay. Not common to have a viral hereditary imbalance, but it's not the first one by any means. No, uh uh-uh. So it's most similar to MS. And now we're talking about present day. Whoever has this, whoever had it, still has it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's also similar to a fungus. And did you get a note there of what fungus that was? Sporotrichosis. I'm sorry? Sporotrichosis? Oh, okay, sporotrichosis. That is a skin imbalance primarily. Okay. So now we have uh, MS. Well, who knows where that is? It's in the spine to be sure. Mm-hmm. But... You know, where else is it? Where's it affect? It could be anywhere. And then sporotrichosis is mostly in the skin, which doesn't seem to be very related to the spine. And last, again, not least, digestive syphilis. Mm. Uh, this will be all kinds of the, well, when we speak of digestive symptoms, there are three things I can think of. First of all, you get cramping. That's a very common digestive thing. <clears throat> Called a stomach ache, although it's not really in the stomach, uh, but it, it's cramping. Secondly, you have um, a lot of gas. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, belching and flatus. All right? 
very, very common because this is all in the digestive mucosa and it just ain't right. No question about it. And let's see. Is this gone in anyone on AIM? Yes. Is gone? that really? Is it gone in everyone? No. Will it be all gone by tomorrow in everyone on AIM? No. Will it be all gone during the course of this weekend? Yes. Well, there right. you have it. So you uh, could, are you referring, because you said you found this on the 3rd, so possibly the person in whom you found this uh, may have cleared it already, but others. Yeah, right, exactly. It. Yeah, okay. Exactly correct. So uh, if you have this hereditarily, and some do, it's not, it wasn't a, a real hen's tooth, um, It'll be gone anywhere between Friday and Sunday. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we say goodbye to that hereditary virus and move back into the Kessiel territory again, and that would be 8645. 8645? Well, this one is... Let's see... It's most similar to tularemia. Um, so it's got that bladder thing, urinary frequency, urinary urgency. It's also similar to ulcerans. Why? I don't know, but there it is. And ulcerans is respiratory. This one is also similar to polio which is cramping. So this one's all over the body, but, you know, it's it's not predictable where it's strongest. Right. And last but not least at all is it's similar to B&B. B&B is probably the most crippling of the hereditary imbalances. Um, and even if something's similar to B&B, it's not similar to crippling. It's still crippling, but it's just similar to B&B. It's Bacillus cerebrobesia bovis, which is which are diseases in the low back and the hip joint. Uh, what can I say? Hip, this is the cause of most hip joint replacement, and that is a pretty common surgery in older folks. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty common component in many frequencies too. Absolutely, absolutely. Hip joints seem to be very vulnerable, and that's where and why. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and that, of course, is still going on, still happening. Okay. Before we take a break with this, that brings us to 8655, also Rickettsial. What's that like? Well, first of all, it's similar to thalassemia, which is circulatory. Um, so it's associated with older folks getting strokes and stuff like that, which is not unheard of by any stretch of the imagination. It's also similar to, what do you have there, Judy? Well, it's something that people may have heard before. That would be your... <laughs> Your favorite, There you go. There and you go. I have this one. Not had. Have this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it just went on 
When did you find it? Just went on the trays on the seventh. <coughs> um, the seventh is. Seventh was uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. Uh, when did I find it? Let's see. What do you have on it? Found on the seventh. Hmm, okay. So yeah, yeah, you would still have it. Right, because that's a work day. As soon as I find it, okay, there it is. And uh, I still have this. So, because it's similar to thalassemia. Um, it's similar to strep rheumaticus propioni. And I don't feel it as a strep imbalance very much. Hmm. If it's there, it's weak as a strep imbalance. But it's also similar to lymphatic syphilis, which I do feel. Mm, okay. The glands in my neck are swollen. Not weirdly. I don't look like, you know, no one would notice it. But I feel it. When I swallow, I can feel there's something there. And I reach, massage my throat. And yeah, the glands are a little swollen. Not terribly, but there it is. So that... In this case, in this frequency, the strep rheumaticus and propioni component, at least in you, you're not feeling so much detox in your thumbs or um, sleep issues? That's correct. Okay, good. I'm not, well, it's in my thumbs a little bit. Yeah. But it's not at a level that's extraordinarily painful, like right. some of them have been. So this just may be a weak imbalance. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Eileen has this also. She shares all these Schipromaticus propioni imbalances <laughs> with me. And her thumbs bother her, but not like enough that she's going to sit and complain a lot about it. Right. And that says something, because if she has something to complain about, she does it. Oh, now, Stephen? <laughs> I know she's sitting okay. right there. <laughs> right, about a foot away. And... um that's 86.55. Okay. That and with lymphatic syphilis, I said. All right. And the, the, the one thing that is left is the imbalance I found this morning. I knew there was one there. I knew I would find it. I didn't know what it would be similar to, but I kind of did. I knew it was going to be similar to tularemia. It's rickettsial. And it is similar to tularemia, most similar to that. And I could feel that uh, because I had urinary frequency and urgency. Mm. Um, not, you know, dramatically, but during the night I had to get up a couple of times. So yeah. there it is, you know, not tragic, but it's noticeable. It's also, and this is where I did find it, notice it. It's also similar to MS, mm. and my body was sore, achy, all over my back particularly, and that's where MS is. It's in the spine, um, so it's still there, obviously, and that's it. And last is an imbalance I don't feel. It's a it's similar to a cancer of the penis and scrotum. Hmm. And I don't feel it at all. Um, but when it's gone, we'll see what happens. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Anything so again, that, it's similar to the freak that frequency, but absolutely. Well, anything yep. that's added is welcome. You know how that is. I'm a guy, <laughs> and uh, that is the sum total of eighty six sixty five. Okay. Well, we started right away with all these imbalances. This one lousy week, and it's like an onslaught. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this will all be gone soon. My latest date showing is there'll be two more weeks of imbalances for sure. I can't see any projections for imbalances beyond that. Now, there will be imbalances, but nothing... I can see, nothing I can find. There's always going to be something in some person, but not common. So you're you're saying you're expecting a bit of a slowdown in the rate at which you're finding new hereditary frequencies I after the had, next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I expect that, and I have had a lot of slowing down. I mean, it doesn't look like it in someone who still has stuff. Yeah. But there are fewer and fewer people who have hereditary imbalances. More and more people showing up who are freed of, free from all imbalances. I expect that to be increased dramatically. I'm always looking for drama, you know. Um, and I expect that, that dramatic change. Just as I expect, this is now July, I expect the biggest change in the public, not the AIM public, the public, uh, commencing around Labor Day. And I don't think that's going to be a particularly pleasant thing. I don't say good or bad because something can be unpleasant but be good for the human race. Uh, it's that simple. That's what we're not like, you know, the, the little northern European like animals called lemmings. Remember, you're familiar with them, Judy? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the point is, when there's too many lemmings, um, rather than have too little food to go around, too little shelter, and all this, and all the attendant problems, overpopulation, the adult lemmings say, there's too many of us, and they walk to the edge of a cliff and jump off into the fjord. And the babies are all left behind, and that's their population control. And uh, that's very commendable, but it's nothing to do with humans. With humans, it's always like, good idea. I subscribe to it. Go ahead. I'm right behind you. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> somewhere that breaks down. I have noticed that. So... Consequently, um, what I would say, what I said was that which is um, unpleasant for us subjectively may be necessary for us as a group objectively, and I think the thinning of the herd is to be perfectly crude about it what we're talking about. I expect that to increase dramatically by you know, sometime September. 
Stephen, you know, I always <clears throat> always like to look, um, since I get to talk about frequencies with you twice a week, I always like to look to just kind of see, all right, how many, how many new hereditary frequencies have been revealed and added to the program so far? And then I kind of look at least at the previous year. We've added, so it's July 9th. So far this year, um, 129 have been added um, in 2014. There was 216. So it would be nice to not, you know, break last year's number. <laughs> it would be nice to have a bit of a slowdown and not, you know, exceed last year's number is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I think that will happen. Okay. But I think that I – don't, I don't think that has happened. But yeah. It will. And I, 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 what I'm getting is it will commence in a couple of weeks. Right, right. So okay. that's the best I can give you. And you know what? I can't look it up. I've got to be here and look with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do, and that's what I do. And then we have some idea, because there ain't no books on this stuff. Right. There's nothing right. to read about it. We're writing the book on it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully somebody will read it. We'll see. So that's what I have. What else do you have, Judy? Well, just a, just a couple of things. I, I've got a couple of notes, and, and just a reminder to our listeners: if there's, you know, if you got a question, certainly your first uh, resource would be your facilitator. But um, we're always open to certain, you know, if there are other topics and things you'd like uh, for Stephen and I to go over on on these calls, you can send a, a note to energy at energeticmatrix.com, um, and that'll get uh, that'll get to Roberta, and she'll get it on to us. But just a, just a couple of things. Um, since you you know you mentioned already, hoping to see a slowdown um, as more and more people are healing everything. I think it's just a, a good reminder that everybody and we do this. I know we do this in the intro, but to say again, everybody is different. Their healing experience is different. So I know I've got you know a couple of people that are like, okay, you know. I expect to be done when Stephen stops finding imbalances, which, and as you've tried to explain, we don't know if you're ever going to see the day where you never, ever, ever find previously unknown frequencies. Somebody may always have something, and you're going to continue doing special rechecks as they're needed. But, I mean, it's possible, as you say, a lot of people don't seem to have, when you've checked them, they don't seem to have anything left hereditarily. And the goal is to get everybody to that point, but we can't say when that's going to happen for anybody, especially if they're they're dealing with a parasite imbalance, which can dramatically <laughs> slow things down, right? Um, not just slow things down. Are we, as far as I'm concerned, it slows down healing. Um, whether we're helping that healing or whether it's being done without us. Parasites, well, yeah, it's too soon to say the impact of parasites, but yeah. it's powerful and they're incredibly negative. Yeah. It's enough to say, wow, I'm never having sushi again. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and enough to say, and another thing, I'm not any, I won't have any flies in my house and... Mm-hmm. On and on. I mean, and parasites seem to be becoming more, more more prevalent, more common. Um, there are parasites. Maybe that's just a part of progress, I suppose. There are parasites from, that are from Africa, a lot of them. And some of them are starting to show up in this country. Now, you can't 
comment on why, because there's no geographic integrity. People travel from everywhere to everywhere else. Right. And when they travel, they bring their diseases with them. And, uh, you know, I mean, you, you go into the U.S. or Canada, it's a temperate zone. Things can thrive here. You know, if it's something that requires heat, well, hell, we got areas of heat. I mean, look at the south and, and all that. So, uh, it's, I don't know how big it will be. I know that it's big enough that we, you and I and uh, Roberta and I, we try and minimize our exposure to parasites. Mm-hmm. I never liked sushi anyway. I love sushi. I I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I like the whole. I like the ritual. I like the sake. I like you know the horseradish, and I like the the whole thing. I like everybody sitting around the sushi bar and eating. It's really really fun. Mm-hmm. I don't like parasites, so Indeed. I don't go to sushi bars. That's uh, it. Well. It comes out of this. I'm a human. We gotta have cooked food. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the way it is. So. Yeah. How we and doing? then one, just one last thing, Stephen. Yeah. Right. We've. Um, I think we we try to always say, you know, in general, or for most people or many people, when it comes to getting closer to the bottom of the barrel, we you use that term a lot, meaning that you're you're you don't have any or close to not having any hereditary imbalances left. For some people, the detox can be strong, but not necessarily is that going to be the case for everybody. Is that you agree with that? I mean, you uh, had, I uh, remember that's an that. axiom. It's, of course. Yeah. Some things are very strong in, in one person and not in another. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there is uh, no formula you can use for that. Yeah, because I, I mean, I know you've had some pretty strong frequencies with the with the components of of twee in them that have that have hit you pretty hard. But it seems to me that it was like you know early last year that there were a couple of ones that really kind of leveled you out, but nothing since then. So because that was that was something somebody else was wondering. You know, am I feeling detox now because I'm closer to the bottom? Can't answer that question. You know, yeah, you can fake that, and you can, you know, put that down well, on your energy gold I, card. But I can say this: yeah, the closer you get to what is the bottom of that barrel for you, what is fundamental, mm-hmm. the stronger the detox seems to be, the more powerful. But it still doesn't address the type of detox that varies. Um, yeah. When and Twi is a good example. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything I have that's it's similar to twee. Remember, twee is Western equine encephalitis, right. uh, among other things. But when I have something similar to encephalitis, I don't get headaches. I don't get... Well, I get a little bit confused and spacey, not terribly usually, but I get really tired. Eileen gets very, very spacey and a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. because she can't think clearly. And something in her panics when that happens. It's that simple. Roberta, mm-hmm. 
goes right to headaches. Headaches, right. Right. Mm -hmm. The same imbalance, but they're operating in different heads. Right. If you will. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, so, I, from my own, from my own experience, I mean, of course, I got, I've been on the program now since August of 2003. I don't really recall um, much, much detox in that first year, um, and that was before you had conference calls and websites and all that. So I kind of, like a lot of people, kind of forgot I was on initially, but. My eyes got really red at one point, which ended up, to me, that was detox because then the doctor said, you don't have early signs of glaucoma anymore, and that was pretty cool. But I do recall in a, several years later, I had, I had a couple of pretty, uh, no, let's say, noticeable signs of, of healing, and yet I can't really, um, outside of a few spider bites in the last few years, um, and well, I know you've said I've pretty much not, not had well, you did find two frequencies in me um, last September, but outside of that, I really haven't felt, you know, in the last... That is correct, but you see, you, in my experience now, we didn't know it at the time, you are one of the healthier people that is on the AIM program, which means in the world. It's that cool. simple. Because the AIM program is not like a dozen people. It's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're right there at the top. I mean, when I said you were all finished, yep. all right. A year later or something, I found something in your eyes. Yep. It was hereditary. But you know what? It's not like every week. Right, right. Got you me. are, okay. without a doubt, you are unusual, unusually healthy and strong. And uh, that's great. Uh, I aspire to being like Judy and I will get there well and and I, I mean I have to guess because you know I know I had a lot of, of history you know family history that I'm aware of and a lot that I wasn't um, but when I got on AIM nothing other than vision issues nothing had I had no physical manifestation of any issues I had no aches and pains and yeah, was pretty active, and you know, didn't have pizza too often. But right. I think you that makes a difference. Ex- but you are, you were, and you are the exception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because if you talk, take a look at me or Eileen or Roberta or anyone you know, um, they can start to say, "What did you feel detoxing?" And that's it. You better just get comfortable <laughs> while they sit and rant and rave and carry on and on. Yeah. So it's very, very different. Yeah. Well, we have we have filled <clears throat> excuse me filled our time here. Oh, I suspect we would. And you didn't lose power, so good luck with that for the rest of the day. <laughs> well, you know what? It's only I have a generator here. I can test without that without the power being on. Mm, okay. I, I'll, I'll create my own power. But if the phone services goes out. Yeah. Well, then there you go. So, meanwhile, I don't care if it goes out right now. It doesn't matter to me because I don't have any calls I have to make right now. I don't have just any to call, need to talk any further. If it's if it went off mid-sentence, it wouldn't matter to me. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I yes. mean, uh, you know, it's just that's what happens when you lose service. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, you so got one call to make to Roberta to get that last frequency on the on the trays, right? Well, he either planned that or we just he just lost power. Don't know which it is, but with that, I'm going to I'm going to unmute this line right here so Miss Miss Roberta can say a quick hello to the audience cuz people never get to hear her enough. Hey, lady. <coughs> Hey Judy, how are you? <laughs> that, was, that was really strange. I, I, I'm sure he planned that. All of a sudden, he's off the board. So, uh. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi and let everybody, you know, give you a chance to say a quick hi to everybody before we wrap well, up. Well, hello everyone. Happy Friday. It's our Friday because we're not here on Friday, so we call it Friday. <laughs> Even though we work from home on Friday, it's uh, it's nice to have the day away. But um, it's nice to have the week over with with these new frequencies too. Absolutely, and I know you got you got another one to take care of today. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record here and say that you know I'm gonna I want you to dial in again sometime, and so I get to chat with uh, with both you and Stephen, and it'll be two against one when needed. How's that? Oh, sound? that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can get some interesting spatting going on. <laughs> yes, yes, and I, I, yeah, we need to mix it up a little bit here. So there, we've, we've got on record. Count on that, folks. In an upcoming call, we're gonna we're gonna delve into a little history and, and get Roberta's side of some of these stories that we've been hearing about from Stephen for the last couple of years. So oh, that will be fun. <laughs> well, I'm sure he was glad because you were a lot more bubbly than I am. Okay. So <laughs> right, we're not we're not gonna go there. Okay. All right, lady. Well, thank you again, everybody. Thanks for being here. We missed you last week. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of today, and have a good weekend. And we will see you here next week. Take good care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye for now. Bye bye.